Any female born after 1993 can't cook. All they know is McDonald's, charge they phone, twerk, be bisexual, eat hot chip, and lie. Mom, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Live again, back in the studio, eight days at the maximum from the birth of my second son, and you might not hear from me for a while. Actually, who knows? I'll probably have plenty of free time. Won't hear from Jess, but... In my household, we feel that it's the women's place to maintain the household. Um, I also feel that it's the woman's place to earn the money. So it's really fortunate. She handles everything. So, I'm kidding. Don't cancel me. I'll be the first to admit that Jess makes a lot more money than me. And so, someone's got to uh, hold hold the family together. If I could nurse the child, I would be nursing the child. Let's just say that. But I can't. So, what can what can I do? Yeah. I, it's funny because I feel the exact same way. But I have no woman in this household. So, no one's doing the work here. <laughs> you're forced to get by on your own so that's my life i am also i feel like i have a lot to talk to you about you saw firsthand what it was like what my life is like wow <laughs> tell, tell the listeners of the site what you found in the midtown of atlanta yeah so here's a story i was down in atlanta for thanksgiving Bradford and I are texting. He's like, hey, come over for a little boys hang. I didn't realize that the emphasis was on the little and not the boys. Or the emphasis was really on little boys. And (laughs) I get there and I think there were like four little baby boys in there. It's true. There was one or two maybe little girls, little babies, and a lot of parents and I, I was the only non-parent in there, and true. Wow, that was true. It was eye-opening. Key. What are your key takeaways? Key takeaways: Do not have a kid. Do not. I want to second that. Second key takeaway is: I guess after you have a child, the main thing that changes is just the type of newsletters that you are most engaged with, and <laughs> you go from reading these really obscure Substack newsletters to reading about like the redesign on the local park and what kind of new equipment's going on in there. (laughs) We did have like the lamest conversations. It was like, (laughs) yeah, well, what the fuck? I mean, what are you going to do? You know, it's not like I I don't want to be this way, but you got to survive. You'll be maybe, or maybe not. You'll be there too one day. So the good news is, or maybe it's not good news, but I've now determined why day drinking is so prevalent among parents. It's not because, oh, you're awake and you don't have a lot of sleep and so it's easier to drink during the day. It's just because you like literally can't do very much else to have fun. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm going to go to the go to my kid's baseball game. Well, it's going to be fucking boring watching these little kids hit a baseball. Like, <laughs> I'm going to drink. <laughs> I'm going to go to the park. Well, that's going to be really boring watching the kids on the slide. So I'm going to have a beer. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting because like it's a necessity. And I actually appreciate seeing the other side because obviously our friend group, the mutual friend overlap, 
everyone's in one of two places. It, it's starting to diverge pretty significantly. And mm-hmm. so there's your, your setup, which is like, let's be like normal fucking adults and be mature, have a family and all that stuff. And then there's me and some other guys. <laughs> and I feel like the best indicator of me not being ready to have a child is if I had to go to a baseball, like a t-ball game, I would probably be and that's just not a good look. I mean, you say that, but like, that's how, so we roll. Oh, then I'm in, then I'm in. <laughs> well, no, I'm not saying you should be in, but let's just say the dad's crew is not up to any good. And it's not because, you know, we're definitely, definitely not as cool as we used to be. And it's a different type of fun, but you got to, I mean, life goes on. No one's ready. Yeah. I mean, you can always fall back on the the redesign of that little playground park thing we were talking about. I'm pretty sure somebody told me that you were puking there the night before. So that's good. (laughs) Mom, I don't know what he's talking about. Forgot she listened to this. (laughs) Okay, well, yeah, I'm not going to give more details, but that there was that's true i was on an empty stomach okay yeah key detail fair key detail so i'm i think we have some interesting stuff to discuss i don't know why i just said that without okay so we're dropping some big news this is probably One of the bigger announcements we've made on the site, we've decided to basically turn the page on chapter one of the site. We've made it this far and it's been great, but we want to open up and expand to new horizons. And in order to do that, we're changing our name from the site to Zeitbuster. Zeitbuster. And the logo is going to be the Blockbuster logo with the site. Okay, let's go. Don't, can they even sue us anymore if they don't exist? We have an airtight legal uh, operation here, so. We do. All right. Well, can I tell you some of the stuff I've been watching? Yeah. Because I'm excited. So. Bullet Train with Brad Pitt. Okay. Step one. You've probably seen it on your Netflix feed. Definitely. And then you probably moved past it because it got like a 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. Definitely. But I watched it, and let me tell you, it was awesome. Next, I watched the TV. I'm kind of embarrassed to talk about this one. I watched the TV show Wednesday. Oh, I was, yeah, okay. This is on my list to bring up. I haven't seen it yet. (laughs) and i I just crushed the entire thing in like two days and then finally i took you up it's been on my list for a while i took you up on your recommendation and did chef's table pizza and wow pretty pretty exciting pretty much don't have much to add other than that it's everything you said it was and i'm I'm happy about it and i also started rewatching the three-hour uh ridley scott saga the director's cut of kingdom of heaven which goes way back uh, i don't really want to talk about it but I just wanted to mention it because that movie i feel like is very divisive and people love to shit on orlando bloom in it but you know it was really it's really pleasant i'm a huge fan so 
I don't know if what you want to if you want to talk about any of those at all, but that's what I've been watching, and uh, I think maybe Wednesday and Bullet Train's worth a couple words, but. <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to hear a little bit more about Bullet Train, just so I don't have to watch it. And then <laughs> Wednesday, I saw the trailer. I also have some thoughts there, because I was about to watch it and decided not to. Mm. So there, yeah, there's some stuff to talk about there. Okay. Well, quickly on Bullet Train, which is an absolutely... Ooh, IMD rating is actually pretty good. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes not good it was like 7.3 imdb 23 percent rotten teas so okay bullet train imd wreck imdb uh five assassins aboard a swiftly moving bullet train that seems redundant find out that their missions have something in common brad pitt is a pretty hilarious assassin who's like thinks he has really bad luck and has i mean okay it's not an original movie but it does what these Netflix big budget uh, action movies do well, which is it's like polished. The action's fun. The characters are totally two dimensional, but I just, it's like the best background stuff. Like, as our listeners know, my favorite type of Netflix background movie is exactly this. Like, I don't want to watch it. I'm going to be working. I'm going to watch it as I work late night from like 10 to midnight. And I want to be able to look up and not have... I think I said this about um, the most recent really big one that got smashed too. Or trashed, I should say. I want to be able to look up and at any given moment, like be able to recognize some actors and see them fighting each other uh, in a really compelling way. And delivered. 100% delivered. What I reckon, cozying up to the fire and flipping this bad boy on to put your full attention to? No. It's like an Instagram or work... I wouldn't know because I don't do Instagram, but I imagine it would be the type of scroll scroll and watch, as they say. It's funny because uh, you, you definitely know that you're not on social media when you refer to it as do Instagram. <laughs> so yeah, he does not do Instagram. Uh, but, uh, th- this movie seems so on brand for you. It's so on brand for me. It's, I, listen, but like... I will say, oh, I also watched Lou, by the way. That is actually legitimately a good movie. L-O-U. The only reason I bring that up is I actually thought it was going to be like Bullet Train. It's like an action sort of Netflix original. But actually, it had some really great character depth. And I ended up just having to like watch it seriously, which was an issue because I was supposed to be working. But, you know, such is late night Bradford life. I won't say much more about Chef's Table, but you were totally right. If anyone wants to know what we think about that go back and listen to the episode where KY gives his rundown of chef's table pizza. Just to reiterate, it's not about the pizza. I do want to hear what your favorite episode was. I haven't watched them all. I've only watched like the first couple. So I want to get through them and I want to get back to you. The first one was great. I think so far my favorite, but let's see. um, Let's see as I go, go through them. And then Wednesday. Okay. Really quickly on this. Okay, so one reason you might not watch it is it's like doubly derivative. It's like, okay, I'm going to make a der- a, I'm going to make a derivative of the Adams family because I don't know really much about the Adams family, I, but I'm like familiar roughly with the characters because they're like so deeply embedded in pop culture, I guess. But Wednesday is like the main character, I guess, of the original Adams family, and it's about her when she's younger. 
And then it's also derivative because they totally ripped off the whole like Harry Potter boarding school thing. Like it's about basically a character from the Adams family going to a version of Harry Potter, but instead of witches and wizards, it's like werewolves and monsters and hydras and or what I don't even know the words for the stuff, but like people who have special powers, right? And so doubly derivative. However, totally fine. I feel again super lame for having watched it, but I was like totally on board with it. It's really like a long it's really like a whodunit. I mean there's like some murders and it's about this this girl kind of like finding friendship and then also also like being a detective and um figuring out who the murderer is over like eight episodes so hey i'd recommend it totally not bad (laughs) okay interesting interesting because i watched the trailer and i was like this you know just like the thumbnail on netflix i was like this this could be interesting watch the trailer i was like okay this is such a classic netflix way over saturated over stylized looking show that doesn't really look like it It has a lot of substance except to be just overly dramatic about some middle of the road plot and yeah i decided not to watch it but i guess if you go into it not expecting prestige tv then it's entertaining yeah it is it is and it's i mean it's quite violent in some parts and i don't know i mean i have um I've always been a fan of the school drama. I mean, really, really, I mean, even if you go back to, not to take us too deep, but Harry Potter is also derivative in a lot of ways. So there's a classic story that originates as far as my research has gone into the topic from England originally, where there's this concept of boarding schools that proliferated before most of the rest of the world. And so the as you might expect, rich people who are literate and want to write stuff often come from those schools. And so a lot of these like coming of age stories are dramatized about this concept of being at school. And you have this concept of graduation, but also different vine groups of individuals and you sprinkle in some paranormal activity, so to speak, or magic or whatever. And, you know, there's a list of a thousand of these types of stories. Harry Potter just happens to be one of the most, sorry, the most famous unequivocally, right? So I've always had a thing for that. I think it's kind of fun. And like, you know, I have a soft spot in my heart for high school and, you know, just the coming of age story in general. The buildings Roman, as the Germans would say. The last thing I'll say on Wednesday is I saw earlier today a pretty jaw-dropping statistic Wednesday is now officially the most viewed show on Netflix by hours in a week for any English language show. Wow. Yeah. More than Ozark, more than Stranger Things. This is the top. I I mean, obviously I should have known, but I I honestly thought that it was like an accident that this thing showed up in my feed because I'm like, oh, this looks kind of lame and cool. What, what What do you got? Okay. So I've got a couple things, two quick things I want to touch on. Just a quick update on White Lotus season two. I've now heard from multiple people of all different backgrounds and tastes in content and stuff like that, that they actually prefer season two and think it was way better than season one. Even what? Even midway through the season. What? First of all, I was like, I kind of fear for the direction of the zeitgeist 
and where we're headed. But wow. and like I tr- I tried to reason with people about why they're just absolutely unequivocally <laughs> wrong. Let me tell you about your tastes. They're <laughs> your <wrong>. opinion <laughs> and your taste <laughs> are actually factually inaccurate. So that was a shock to me. I obviously strongly disagree, and I think you do too. But okay, so that's that. Well, real quickly on that, I actually stopped watching it. I got through like wow. half of episode three and I was like, I'm done. But Oh, you stopped early. Maybe I should keep going. I mean, just to like see. I mean, does it get better? No. No. Okay. <laughs> What's funny though is what are we on? Episode six, maybe seven. I can't remember which one just came out on Sunday, but somebody told take on this was like, well, they're really building up a lot of tension and something crazy is going to happen at the end. I'm like... Do you know how stupid that is that you have to wait eight hours worth of episodes for something interesting to happen? That's not a show. No. It's not and, a good show. And there's not actually that much tension. Like, I didn't feel the yeah, tension. Yeah, there's zero tension. No tension. I feel relaxed, actually, when I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I felt a lot of tension in the first one. The first one, one of the reasons it was so great is because of the tension. You look at it and you're like, oh, yeah. God, yeah. I can't believe that's about to happen. They're like... It's like a spring being wound up twist by twist. And then you're just like, it's going to blow at any moment. And that was a young spry string bean. (laughs) Young spry. A spring. Not a string bean. (laughs) A a young sugar snap pea. (laughs) Okay, so I have two more. One of which I like actually want to talk about. Okay, I'll get the first one out of the way. Uh, I rewatched Training Day recently. Oh yeah. Oh god, what a what a movie! Oh, what a movie! What a I had movie. forgotten how epic it was. Denzel, Ethan Hawke. I mean, that is how you make a movie, and you got to be a wolf to catch a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I was so worried the way you were saying that that you were about to reveal that you did not like it the second or what, however many times you watch it. I'm like, blasphemy on the Zeit. It's such a such a great, great film. Okay, so that's Training Day, and then okay, this the one other that I really want to talk about that I texted you about. I watched Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Finally, so I don't I don't know if you've seen the trailer, but when I saw the trailer, I was like, you know, this is like a almost like caricature of an A twenty four special, and it was almost like too Gen Z. I was like, this is some Gen Z bullshit. The, the music selections, Skeet Davidson is in it. And it was like, I, there's no shot I'm watching this. So I watched it on Delta's in-flight entertainment. Mm, the Zeit's favorite streaming service. And wow, I was blown away. Really? I absolutely loved this movie. It wow. was so well executed. All of the directing was super tight. And the cinematography was, I mean, next level. And... The thing I loved the most about it was it's actually a pretty sophisticated commentary on Gen Z TikTok attention culture and like what that does to people. And it's a satire, which I didn't realize in the trailer. And I want to highly recommend this. Okay. Maybe that's what I'm going to watch tonight because I got some more work to do and I need a background. Maybe should I? It's not a background. I should actually watch it though, right? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fuck. All right. Not tonight. Well, 
that's fantastic review because when I first looked it up after you texted me about it, I was like, similarly, I was like, ah, but and you can't tell what well, it kind of seems like it could be a satire, but I'm like, is this actually a thriller? Like, is it actually scary or they're like jump scares? Um, not really a little bit, but it's also pretty funny at the same time. So they have a great balance between some tension, jump scares, a lot of comedic stuff in between, but the underlying arc and the theme throughout the movie is the, a very sophisticated take. And that's kind of what, it. that's what ties the whole movie together. Well, riddle me this, okay? Because I was just doing a quick comparison when you mentioned that you didn't want to watch it. Because I was like, well, okay, well, like, what's the, what do the critics think? Okay, bodies, 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 right? So, bodies, 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 86% on the critics' tomato meter. Okay. And... Bullet Train had 23%, I believe. Okay. However, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies has 6.3 on IMDb, whereas Bullet Train has a 7.3. So, like, who who's rating these films out there? Yeah, so I actually have a, a, a hot take on IMDb ratings, that the user ratings. I think for TV shows... They're spot on. I mean, they do not miss with those ratings. For movies, they always miss. I found that too. Okay, I'm glad you're you're saying that because I don't, I don't get it. Like, it's kind of like the audience rating, but also not. And I also, I do, I legitimately think that for whatever reason, I, I just can't, I can't figure it out. I, I genuinely think that there's like trolling going on in IMDb more than more than Rotten Tomatoes. I was actually reading about this and sometimes I'm like, that's the only thing that explains it. I think I think you hit the nail on the head because when I actually read some of those user reviews, these are the types of people that are probably leaving like Yelp reviews for restaurants. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh God. If you were an actual film buff like go on letterbox leave a real review like a normal human being (laughs) (laughs) hot takes from gaylai i will say i think i talked to some was it you i talked to someone else about this about like how horrible it is to read when people have left reviews yelp reviews for restaurants and i'm like listen i am a i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna be a man here and say I have done that before. I've been like, I'm going to like fuck this place. But every time I have, I have then gone usually after being not drunk anymore and then deleted it because that's not how you (laughs) handle the situation. And I, (laughs) so I just want to say, I agree with you. And for all you listeners out there who are out there doing shitty reviews and trolling restaurants and things, these are real businesses. Okay. And we all make mistakes like me, but own up to it, you know? Your okay. Your salmon wasn't as good as you thought it was going to be, and then so you go home and you're like, "Salmon sucked." It's like, cool, you got them. Salmon you got tasted them, like dude. it was a in a baby's diaper, baby diaper salmon. It's like, wow, that's a really horrible thing to say. Someone probably worked really hard to get that for you. <laughs> <laughs> so just to put a bow on this bodies, bodies, bodies thing, I just want to read that that was a hilarious uh, letterbox review. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, 
Four stars from Grace. Any female born after 1993 can't cook. All they know is McDonald's. Charge they phone, twerk, be bisexual, eat hot chip, and lie. <laughs> Charge they phone? Charge they phone. That seems pretty on point. <laughs> cool, man. All right, well, that's going to be on the list. Do you think we can do the tour in like... Whatever number you're going to say, I'm going to say yes. We definitely can. Okay, cool. Well, welcome to our feature, Thor Love and Thunder. I hope that's the one we're doing. Okay. MDib. <laughs> Can't even Thor, take it seriously. Yeah. Thor enlists the help of Valkyrie, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster to fight Gore, the God Butcher. The Gore, Gore the God Butcher? Okay. Gore the God Butcher. Who Which intends it, to make the gods extinct. Who Who is, by the way, fucking Christian Bale. <laughs> Dude, that threw me for an absolute loop. It's like ba- Christian Bale. He suddenly decides, oh, I'm too good for Batman. And he's like, oh, I'm definitely going to take this stupid fucking role for Thor Love and Thunder. What is he thinking? Sell out. Absolute sell out. What happened to the machinist? You know? Yeah, like I was, I was literally thinking about that exact same thing while watching this movie because I wasn't paying attention to the movie. I was like, "Brother, you went from like 120 pounds in the Machinist and crushing it there to 190 pound pure muscle Bruce Wayne, and the mighty have fallen. The mighty have fallen. And listen, I'm never gonna begrudge Chris Hemsworth, you know, Thor, for this. The dude must. I mean, he looks great. He's obviously having a great time he's laughing to the bank he's probably pulling more you know what than anybody since other than god like i mean he's like well i don't know if god pulls ass but whatever you get the idea he's it's like a wild good for him i'm happy for him be happy in your sellout but like christian bale come on man what are you doing man you're a real actor or at least a real don't say you're a real actor and then go and do this because I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I did. I really, really did not like this movie. And I actually did legitimately, at least I can appreciate, for the same reasons I, I, I've told you that I appreciated Bullet Train, I can appreciate some Thor here and there, okay? And I would say this is easily way worse than Bullet Train. I want to go ahead and piggyback off that and just say that I think I, I want to nominate this movie for... The worst movie of the year. The worst, like, major theatrical release, if we can... No, 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 any. No. All (laughs) movies made this year. really bad movies out there, I would say. (laughs) I don't know. But, yeah. But I'm aligned with the sentiment. I hate it. Because there's something really great. When Marvel's, like, writing well, and they're not trying to be Wednesday-level derivative, mix that with bullet train plot, and then... Sprinkle in Russell Crowe and Christian Bale. It's like, I just, I hate it. I hate it. The thing is, like, I love Taika as a director. And I actually really liked Thor Ragnarok. And it was such a fresh take on the story of Thor. And in hindsight, this movie, Love and Thunder, makes me actually really appreciate some of the older Marvel movies like Avengers Endgame. But this is... Like the epitome, this is the pinnacle of the corporate 
capitalist excess of the past decade and it's culminated in us having to spend six dollars to rent this movie i fast forwarded through the last 30 minutes to be honest okay maybe let's get specific because it's easy for us to be like to shit on thor like it's i'm sure it's a popular thing to do right people don't people like talking trash about like marvel if they don't like marvel but we profess to appreciate certain marvel movies and what they've done why do we not like Thor? For me, or this specific Thor, what I felt like is at every turn in the plot, they turned they turned the Florida Project into a Disneyland piece of shit. Let me give you some examples. The City of the Gods could be a really interesting actually take where you could you could say something interesting about deities and like they're so close to making a good an interesting commentary about the cultural impact of I, I, there's so cl- there's something so powerful there that they could have done with the budget and the writers they had on staff and they just didn't same with like okay total throwaway bs scenes with the guardians of the galaxy i really liked the first guardians of the galaxy and then they just turn them into these total caricatures that like make me sad to look at and then then you like from ragnarok i think is the one where they take the the remainders of the people who live in whatever the Thor world is and put them on earth in like Alaska. And like, then they use that to, I mean, I don't know. It's just such uh, everything is such a throwaway. They they have all these tools at their hands that could be used to make what I would say is what Marvel's best at, as I've said in previous apps, which is to use something light and high budget and blockbustery to say something that's actually legitimately interesting about the cultural zeitgeist and about how people, especially Americans, think of themselves and in history uh, and in the world. And they just spat in my face when I was looking for that uh, at every time. So that that's in particular why I did not like this movie. I like that take because you can definitely see that they have some interesting elements, but. I'm I'm not really sure like what was going on behind the scenes here. It felt like every 20 to 30 minutes they changed their minds about what they wanted this movie to be about and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ultimately as an audience like you can't really follow that type of just sporadicness and it felt akin to like when we were growing up and we had to write a book report for school, but you didn't actually read the book and you didn't read the spark notes, <laughs> but you wrote the paper anyway, hoping that, you know, the teacher won't notice. And the teacher's like, you gave up, right? <laughs> like you didn't even show up. And these are a series of totally you bought the book. thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry. Uh, let me try to land this plane. Uh, so, so basically like, what, like what is that one thing that you were trying to say like what's the one thing that you want to get across and i just think whoever it was taika and like his crew never agreed on or found or discussed like what that was and it became very obvious when watching this agreed that's all (laughs) yeah i love how seven minutes ago you're like do you think we can do this section in seven minutes? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's like, whatever you're going to say, yes. And you were right. Well, that's Thor, Love and Thunder. Don't watch it. I definitely don't pay for it, at least. You know what might be interesting? So, this is like maybe a glimmer of 
potentially some optimism for future Marvel movies. Bob Iger. Bobby. Bobby Iger. Back at the helm. And back at the helm. The hottest entertainment news of the month. And basically, without getting too into the weeds, him coming back to basically restructure the company around having individual like creative pods responsible for their own P&Ls and putting the creatives at the top of the food chain in this media empire, I think could, could be really interesting. As a major shareholder of Disney, as you know, I'm pro Bob. Well, that's great. I think it could, I think it could work out. We'll see. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if it actually makes a difference. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for joining the Zeit. What's our next movie, KY? 